<laughs> Kings and Queens, what's going on? And welcome back to another episode of Kicking It with Kane. Of course, it is your girl, Kayla, also known as your favorite life coach. And today joining me, I have my co-host is the one and the only Adrian Howard. Adrian, how are you doing today? I am doing good. I'm elated to be here. So thank you so much for the invitation to join. Yes, listen, I'm so glad that you are here. I am excited about the conversation that we are going to have. So, but before we get into that, of course, for the month of May, we are um, celebrating Mental Health Awareness Month. So just let all of our listeners know what you do for our occupation. Um, as far as my occupation, I work as a therapist mm-hmm. at a private practice in mm-hmm. Warner Robins. And so I work with children, families, and individuals um, to help them manage their mental health. Awesome, awesome. So why did you decide to become a therapist? Ooh, <laughs> this answer sounds so cliche. Every time somebody <laughs> asks me, it's like, yeah, I'm a therapist because I want to help people. Right. Um, but because I believe that it's important to help the family unit. Mm. Um, and so my background is marriage and family therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I believe that it's important to not only help the person who we feel has a quote unquote problem right. in the family, but helping everybody because yeah. everybody needs support through that. Um, and I think just my own personal background with having issues in my family mm-hmm. and only certain people um, were targeted to get yeah. help where um, I think everybody should have got some help. Right. And so that led me to being. Um, that helps. So becoming that help and being able to help families advocate for every individual mm-hmm. in the family. That's good because we are a unit. We need each other right. and we need people in mm-hmm. order to, um, in the words of Dr. Chanel Sweet, to heal. It's a healing process. So we need each other. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into this conversation. Now, I have been able to sit in on some of your um, presentations that you have given about mental health awareness and all of them has been great so far everyone mm-hmm. that I have attended um, so I want to talk about um, some stuff that I got from your presentation okay. um, the presentation that you did you talked more about the age group of millennials um, mm-hmm. with dealing with mental health why is it so important for a millennial to really cater to their mental health It's important for a few reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, The first I would say is because millennials, it's such a tough time because it's kind of like the in-between. Yeah. Uh, And so uh, you're not, you know, some of them, you're not all the way an adult. You're becoming an adult. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to figure ourselves out. Uh, It's like this preconceived uh, assumption that we should have it all together. We should know who we want to be. And I think that that's a very, very challenging time. And mm-hmm. so it's important to cater to your mental health because you're going through so many changes. Yeah. Um, trying to make so many decisions, trying to see where you will be. Right. Um, in the next few years. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, we got to make our next move our best move. And right. And with that comes some anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. And it may even come with making people upset. Yeah. Because you may not do the things that your parents or um, caregivers or mentors have told you to do do right and so it's a a trying time it definitely is you talk about being 
stuck like in the middle because like you said it's kind of like uh, the millennial age range is you really just being thrown out there mm-hmm. um you're trying to become your own person but still trying to hold on to what your parents said or you Absolutely. know other teachings so it's not like we had that that um for lack of better words that or that firm guidance on how to do certain things Mm -hmm. so can you speak on that just a little bit about how to really come into your own and even if someone that is listening is in a place to where they feel stuck because they don't know what to do Mm -hmm. what advice or what would you say to a person that's dealing with that um, I would say first kind of, I mean, just calling it what it is, you know, hey, I really don't know where I am. I really don't know what I want to do mm-hmm. um, and being OK with that because yeah. nobody tells us that that is OK. Right. Um, and so you think about so like emerging adulthood in that you're thinking about 18 year olds to 30 year olds. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like you graduate from high school yeah. and you're a child and that very next day or even that night is like yeah getting pushed out (laughs) right getting pushed out and so in that time I would say first just being able to be patient with yourself Mm -hmm. and and, and acknowledging that you are confused and that you are trying to figure it out but reminding yourself also that you do not have to have it all figured out today that's true And, and that is where the pressure comes in because nobody is telling us that it's okay Mm-hmm. Take your time to figure it out. And so there is, and, and I mean, some people have that support where their parents are still guiding them and helping them. Yeah. Um, but the mass majority is kind of like you grown now. Okay. The torches, you know, they hand yeah. over the torch. Uh-huh. And so I would say definitely being patient with yourself and allowing space for yourself to try and uh, that trial and error phase. Yeah. Because we're feeling stuck, but also we're stuck because we don't want to miss up. Mm-hmm. We don't want to miss up. Yeah. Um, and we don't want to be judged. Um, and so another part of that, what I would advise is kind of shutting out the negative, you know, the negative right. stuff that you're getting or the negative feedback because or, or not shutting it out, but not allowing that to keep you stuck. Yeah. You know, because I think sometimes it's a matter of us just overthinking it. Yeah, that's that's true. I like how you said that um sometimes we got to allow ourselves the space to really be okay with not being exactly where people want us to be because mm-hmm. we are still trying to figure it out. So giving yourself that time, giving yourself that space and also how you said about um, the negative comments or the negative environment um, being that millennials, we love social media mm-hmm. and it's, <laughs> it's everywhere that we go. We mm-hmm. got a cell phone in our hand. We on a laptop. We have a screen somewhere in front of us can you talk about the effects of social media and how it plays um on our mental health 
Absolutely. Um, so, social media is not all bad. Right. So, I don't want to sound like I'm here, you know, bashing social media. Right. I'm not telling people to deactivate their account. <laughs> but what I am going to say is that we have to be cognizant of the effects of mm-hmm. social media. And with that, we have to be honest that we do feel pressure when yes. we're getting on social media. And we're seeing how great everybody's lives are. Um, and so, it's so important to already know that, okay, when I get on social media, this is not the true reflection of what everybody's lives look right. like. Yes. So this is what people want you to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically that's going to be their achievements or their vacations or, um, you know, the, the highlights of their life. Yeah. And so when you get on social media and you are comparing yourself to other people, I want to just tell everybody or if, whoever, if you're listening right, listening right now, mm-hmm. stop. Comparing yourself to other people based on, really based on anything, but especially based on what they show on their social media Mm -hmm. profiles. So it's important to, when you feel yourself, you know, when you get on social media and you're starting to feel down because you're seeing that certain people are doing certain things and you feel that you should be doing that or that you could be doing that, don't allow that to get you discouraged yeah use it for motivation allow that to motivate you and, and allow you to be able to say okay well if such and such can do this mm-hmm. i can do it right don't allow that to get you to a space <laughs> where it's like my life is terrible because yeah. i'm not doing these things and mm-hmm. when you feel that way take a break it's okay take a break you know yeah. back off get to delete the app off your phone for a little bit take a yeah. detox Yes. Uh, <laughs> detoxing from social media is a plus. Like, there's many of times to where I just have to take a step back from mm-hmm. social media because it can become too much sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, not just, you know, just seeing people post, but with everything we got going on in the world, it can become a lot, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're seeing it on a day-to-day basis. I like the fact that you brought up um, when you see people doing good on these different social media platforms and you're not at that level of where they are and you want to get there, mm-hmm. using that as a motivator um to really be like okay if bon qui qui over here <laughs> you know taking all these trips i got a promotion let me get on my a game and you know take these trips work at this promotion stuff like that so what is the importance of having the motivators in your life um, whether it's people or just doing different things um i think it's important to see because um you know sometimes we are in places where we feel that we can't do something mm-hmm. or that is not possible and so it's very important to have people or positive influences whether that's people that we know personally or people that we're just attracted to in the media yeah because it can definitely motivate us right so we don't have to be envious of people because they're doing certain things that we like to do. But it's so, so important to have people that we can um, pull from and say, you know, um, this person has shown me that this is possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And so identifying people, I would definitely say having people in your personal life, um, but some people aren't as fortunate to have people that they can look up to. But 
identifying people that you follow or yeah. celebrities or things like that and, and reminding yourself that some of these people had to do some work to get to where That's they are um, and they don't always show the work that they had to put mm-hmm. in but getting someone that you can follow and knowing um, especially having peers so yeah. um, for me there's people that I that I went to school with that I can say okay well this person has gone or this person is excelling in their career mm-hmm. and I know what that journey was like for them and I may not know exactly every intricate detail of that but I know that you came from little old making Mm -hmm. just like me um (laughs) and you are making it happen and so definitely definitely important to have those positive influences in our lives yeah most definitely now when we talk about positive influence I can only think about (laughs) the company that we keep (laughs) because a lot of times our circle don't match where we're trying to go Mm -hmm. talk about that for a little bit (laughs) definitely important um and especially in regards of mental health right Mm -hmm. so being around people that will support um whatever you're going through right um because if we're around people who don't believe in mental health um or people that think you know going to therapy is bad yeah. typically you're not gonna go because you don't want to be judged by those people right. it's true. Um, or if you have people in your circle who are okay with being the same mm-hmm. and you want to change you have to be willing to change that circle right um we you know we t- everybody talk about cutting off especially at the new year mm-hmm. um and i'm you know i'm not saying we have to just cut people off because they're not on the same trajectory as ourselves yeah. but it's important to know okay these people may be some dead weight Mm -hmm. you know um they're not really contributing to where i'm trying to go right um or they're they're just trying to ride the bandwagon and Mm -hmm. i'm struggling trying to get me there so i can't get the whole circle there that's true i need some people in my circle who one are already there or headed there Mm -hmm. or at least are actively trying to get there with me yeah that is that is so true <laughs> I remember having a conversation with somebody and we was kind of talking about the same thing about you know the people in your circle because you don't want to have the same people mm-hmm. in your circle so if everybody is trying to do the same thing or if everybody is on the same level how can you grow if y'all are on the same level mm-hmm. and nobody is like really doing anything to rise up or do whatever so you want to find like a healthy balance um within your circle and then like you said knowing what's a dead weight and (laughs) letting that dead weight go because Mm -hmm. a lot of times we'll get stuck because we will value that dead weight opinion and (laughs) <laughs> we gonna stay stuck and now you stuck because you listening to advice that uh you shouldn't have been listening to exactly and so yeah it's definitely important to be able to de- to determine between what type of people you have on your team yeah. um and if you have a team of losers then you i mean you expecting to win but you surrounded by losers right and so it's important to evaluate your circle not always in terms of who i have to cut off but knowing that sometimes we have to deal with people differently mm-hmm. um and it's it's hard it's it hard to especially if you have people who you've known your whole life yes it's so hard to say uh yeah i think i'm gonna have to take a step back mm-hmm. from you because this is not conducive to what i'm trying to right. do and where i'm trying to go 
Um, and we don't have to belittle those people, but mm-hmm. we have to do what's best for ourselves. That's true. I think it's us really having to believe that there is a season, a mm. time, and a place for everything. And everybody that's in your circle can't go with you in mm-hmm. every season of your life. No matter how long you have known a person or mm-hmm. if y'all grew up together, <laughs> oh, that's my bestie, that's my, you know, <laughs> my ride or die. Sometimes that ride or die gotta stop somewhere. Yeah, drop not, them off. Right, drop them off. <laughs> not saying that I don't love you no more, but I gotta make a wise decision for myself um, in that area. And speaking of the circle and your friends, <laughs> boundaries. We talk about boundaries a lot, but when I look at the millennials, and we are millennials too, we're mm-hmm. getting up there, but it's just like when I look at some of my peers and they talk about boundaries, setting boundaries, and all this other stuff, but they don't live up to them. Mm-hmm. Why are boundaries, why do you feel bound, setting boundaries is a hard thing to do it's a hard thing to do for a lot of us because we weren't taught how to set healthy Mm. boundaries and so um i work with clients all the time and Mm -hmm. people you know they'll tell stories about how people run over them people don't respect their boundaries um and a part of that is because we don't respect our boundaries and so we'll say you know i'm not going for this i told such and such i don't like that yeah but then we still allow such and such to do that Mm -hmm. um and so if you set boundaries or if you have boundaries it's a whole process right so you have to first set you have to establish the boundary right but if that boundary is not upheld then there has to be a consequence for that Mm -hmm. and so it's a follow-through so it's not enough to say uh this is my boundary or you know i don't like for you to do that but if i allow you to continue doing that Mm -hmm. then i can't only be mad at you i gotta be mad at myself a little bit because i didn't uphold that boundary Mm -hmm. because I did not follow through with showing you that if you do not respect this boundary that there is a consequence for that right and so it's very important to have healthy boundaries because if we don't people will run over us people will take advantage of us but I think the important thing to note there is that a lot of times we're not taught healthy boundaries Mm -hmm. um for example with me having siblings um so close in age yeah it was kind of like what was mine was yours Mm -hmm. you know so everybody's stuff is the same yeah if you have a problem (laughs) i have a problem right um and so now that i'm an adult and i am i have established myself outside of my family system I have to realize that everything that's yours is not mine. Right. Right. Um, And so that can be very difficult when you have people that grew up without boundaries Mm -hmm. because now you have to learn to be able to separate and you have to learn to be able to say, this is a non-negotiable for me. Um, This is a boundary for me. Um, This is how I feel about that. And if you do not honor that or respect that, you cannot be in my space. That, That is so true. Set some boundaries. Please set some boundaries. (laughs) And if you do not know how to set some boundaries, there's so much like literature where you can just kind of Google what a boundary is. And so um, a good example of a boundary in our everyday lives are when you think of like a stop sign, Mm -hmm. right? So the stop sign is there for a reason, reason. which your boundaries have to be there for a reason. So the stop sign is there to maintain traffic, to kind of help minimize accidents Mm -hmm. and things of that sort. 
if you run the stop sign, you might run into somebody. Exactly. Or you might get a ticket, right? (laughs) So there's a consequence for running the stop sign. We don't just run stop signs and get away with it. Mm -hmm. Unless nobody was watching, right? Right. (laughs) But but just in real life, taking that back to our relationships, we have to have these boundaries Mm -hmm. for a reason. And so I'm setting this boundary. So, like, for me, a boundary is I like to go to bed at a decent time, Mm -hmm. right? So, if my friends call me late at night, they already know that I'm not going to be available because I like (laughs) to go to bed and I like to go to sleep. Right. So, that means do not call me with issues late at night, Mm -hmm. right? And so, that is a boundary that I had to put in place. But if I allow people to still call me late at night with them knowing that I like to go to bed. Right. Then I'm not honoring my boundaries. That's true. And so we get so upset with other people for not honoring our boundaries. But I think a, a, a big part of that is that we do not honor our boundaries. That's true. If you want people to honor your boundaries, you have to honor your boundaries as well. Absolutely. It goes both ways. I want to go back to something that you said um, about being accustomed to your family's system or the routine like what's yours is mine what's mine is yours Mm -hmm. being um millennials and this whole episode is really being targeted towards millennials but a lot of people can learn from this but um being a millennial coming into your own how what advice or what tips would you give someone who um, is trying to simply do that, become into their own person or start their own traditions or whatever it may be? Um, First, being open, mm-hmm. right? Because I think about my personal experience. I wasn't really open to anything. Yeah. It was like, this is the way I've been doing it. This is the way I'm going to keep doing it. Right. Um, and, and so being open to new things and new ideas because... Once you get out of the house, you become introduced to a lot of things Mm -hmm. that your parents may not have told you or your family did not talk about. Right. And so being open to new things. um, And I would just say, you know, with an open mind and that curiosity, Mm -hmm. allowing that, allowing yourself to explore that. Because now everything that you get introduced to won't be good. Yeah. And it all won't be bad. It just may be different. Yeah. And so having an open mind and actually trying trying new things or doing your own research Mm -hmm. because our parents, you know, we love our parents and our parents did the best that they could by us. Mm -hmm. But just because we learned something at home does not mean that we have to always carry that. Right. And so one being open and two, uh, you have to endure back to that negative feedback because sometimes when you change, even though it may not be a negative change, mm-hmm. but because people, we are creatures of habit, we get set in our own ways. That is true. And so your family may not be open to you trying it a new way, right. right? But you have to be willing to endure that. If this is something or whatever it is that you want to explore new, or if you say, you know, these are my family values, but I think I want to add to that or mm-hmm. I want to change that, it's okay. But you also have to be willing to accept that everybody is not going to support that. Right. Yeah. And being okay with that. Absolutely. That's, I think that's definitely a big thing because a lot of people are definitely afraid to try new things all mm-hmm. because of, well, 
we always did it this way or I was always mm-hmm. taught to do it this way or I'm afraid of what this person may say or you know whatever it may be so it's always it always goes goes back to the thing that we was accustomed to before mm-hmm. but knowing that it, it is okay to try new things mm-hmm. learning yourself really because um we've been so I guess for lack of a better word robotic because we have always been told you do this and you don't do that but it doesn't come with the explanation of why I gotta do it this mm-hmm. way or why can't I mm-hmm. do it that way but really becoming into your own is really knowing who you are as a person and learning what you like and don't like mm-hmm. um, in life for you growing up how was it um, trying to, well, from you transitioning from being with family and now that you are on your own, how was it for you to really figure out yourself and knowing what Adrian likes and don't like? Girl, <laughs> trial and error, right? Trial and error. I would say it took me doing some things and I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I we don't want to admit it but okay my parents were right right you know um some of that came and then Mm -hmm. some of it was like okay well my family didn't do it this way but now I can show them a better way I can show them a healthier way because lord knows all of our family systems had some stuff Mm -hmm. that was not perfect or that was not completely healthy um and so back to what you said that was kind of that was really good because um we really do not you know, it's kind of like, this what you do. Yeah. And you don't ask any questions about it. You don't ask that. questions at all. And now, um, and so in separating from my family, I had a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went off to college. I was being introduced to things. And people were, you know, uh, especially when it comes to religion, right? Because yeah. I was not open to, you know... It's right. God, it's Jesus, and that was it. That's it. I was not open to a lot of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and so I got out in the world and my professors were challenging things yeah. that I believed, my peers were challenging things that I believed, and I it was uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? So I had to deal with that and you know, going back to the root, going to my family and saying, Okay, well, you know, yeah. this is what I have learned since I've been away. And right. this is not what you told me. You know, this mm-hmm. is not how you showed me or told me this would be. Um, and so being, getting comfortable and being uncomfortable is a yes. part of it. Um, and we don't like to be uncomfortable. Do not. And so that means that we kind of rob ourselves of the opportunity to try new things mm-hmm. and to see what we like and what we don't like because our parents for so long um told us what we like right you know they told us what was okay and what wasn't okay Mm -hmm. and because and i speak especially for the african community uh african-american community we are it's kind of like you do what i say and you don't ask me why that's true and now having the the i guess the i don't even know the capacity to challenge those Mm -hmm. things um, for me, is how I kind of learned. So being able to explore, you know, yeah. if I found myself curious about something, I did my own research. Right. Um, and yeah, I guess it's mm-hmm. being open, man. It's yeah. it's, it's crazy. <laughs> being open, that's like 
the best thing is being mm-hmm. open because it's that you never know if you don't try type deal right um so it is okay to be challenged on mm-hmm. certain stuff because that's I how we, like it, but yeah, yeah i didn't like it but <laughs> at least you know <laughs> i had that experience right. to say if i do like her if i don't like it mm-hmm. and um i think that also helps us with um when we're having conversations with people as well um just knowing a little about a lot mm-hmm. can like really keep keep us going um i want to talk about another thing um that you talk about in your presentations that you do um once a young adult or a person has came into their own um and now they are living life whether they are living their best life <laughs> the stress life or whatever life <laughs> you decide you want to live there comes the stressors um with life can you talk about the different stressors that people deal with on a day-to-day basis um a big one is definitely the timeline pressures mm-hmm. these expectations that we have to be a certain we have to be at a certain level by a certain time yeah i think that's like one of the hugest ones because we are so we feel that we are pressed for time uh-huh. um and so feeling that i have to do this by 25 i have yeah. to do this by 30 i have to know this by 18 um, is a very, very big pressure yeah, that we deal with. Most definitely. Um, we talked about social media. Mm-hmm. So, social media is a pressure that we deal with. Um, and being able to pick our own values, that's mm-hmm. a stressor because, like we just talked about, knowing um, for so long, we, we did not have that decision. Yeah. And so, now being able to explore and to figure out what those pressures are and mm-hmm. separating ourselves and establishing ourselves separately from our family system because a lot of times we we go from being such and such's daughter or son yeah. to being now this adult mm-hmm. and so being able to establish that um is definitely a lot of pressure with yeah. that um another pressure is just feeling like we have to know what it is that we want to do. Yeah. Um, because we don't. I mean, it's people, you'll you'll read or you'll see about people who are 40 starting mm-hmm. a new career. You know, when I went to college, I, w- I had people in my classes that were 60 years old yeah. trying something totally different. Um, and so we pressure ourselves to meet these certain standards, to know certain things. And we really don't have to have that figured out as a millennial. Yeah. And so I think that those are the the biggest or hugest stressors that we deal with. Um, The timelines, the pressures of not meeting the standards of other people, not knowing exactly who we are. Um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's real good. Um, When uh-huh. someone is dealing with a stressor or feeling pressure to do something what advice um or a suggestion would you make to them to kind of get them to relax or to kind of step back and reevaluate everything um the first piece of advice i would give or suggest is kind of going back to what we talked about looking at that circle because mm-hmm. it's so important to have support networks yeah um because we talk about getting therapists and that is great especially if you're really 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 struggling and you're not able to and, and let me take that back you really don't have to be really really struggling to get a therapist so mm-hmm. i want to be clear on that yeah um but 
we talk about getting a therapist, but we really don't talk a lot about the immediate support or mm-hmm. other avenues that we can go down to get that support. Right. So having people like an accountability partner yeah. or having support groups, you know, if you're if you're struggling with grief or if you're struggling with um, anger mm-hmm. or I mean, they, there's so many support groups yeah. and networks out here, but having people that having go to people that we can go to. Mm-hmm. So somebody who can create a safe space for me to be open about what I feel, yeah. because I think a lot of times we talk to people who do not provide that space for us. Yeah. Um, people who do not provide the space for us to be vulnerable because mm-hmm. we feel that we have to mask that and not yeah. be open about what we're going through. So getting people in your corner that you can go to for that support Mm -hmm. um it's going to be very very important um also i would suggest kind of getting your routine and regimen in place and then along with having a support network support network in place or people who you can trust um in place i would definitely suggest getting some healthy coping skills Mm -hmm. um because life we are going to deal with stress whether we're millennials whether we're middle-aged adults or older adults there will be stresses in our lives. So there's going to always be some level of stress, mm-hmm. and that is natural. Yeah. But having skills in place that we can use to help us eliminate or decrease some of that stress mm-hmm. is going to be important. And when we're talking about healthy coping skills, um, we have to make a distinction between healthy coping skills and negative or unhealthy coping skills. Gotcha. So an unhealthy coping skill is something like self-harm. So mm-hmm. cutting, um, using drugs, or um, things like that to mask and to avoid mm-hmm. your feelings. Yeah. That would be an example of unhealthy coping skills. Then we have healthy coping skills that will be things like exercising, journaling. You know, when we talk about this self-care stuff. Mm-hmm. So that is the healthy stuff. So being able to have a plan in place. When I get overwhelmed or I don't feel safe by myself, I am going to go for a job. Yeah. Or I'm going to call my friend and tell, talk to my friend about it. I'm going to talk to my therapist about it. So having a plan in place for when I feel this way, what am I going to do to help manage yeah. that? I, I think that's really good. Um, I like the fact that you started off by saying that, you know, nothing don't have to be really, really wrong for you to have a therapist. Um, because growing up in the African American community, you will always hear <laughs> nine mm-hmm. times out of ten that you don't go talk to nobody, you don't right. go to see no counselor, you we don't, don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> yes, we do. We do do yes, we should do that. We should. (laughs) And it's not that you're crazy. It's not that, you know, anything is going on. But having that unbiased opinion or just having somebody to help you put stuff into perspective. Um, I like the fact that you brought up um, still about your circle, having that support um, in your circle because everybody don't support you on the same level of right. what you need. Mm-hmm. So really identifying those people and kind of knowing who you can talk to about a certain situation, not feeling judged, but a space where you can be vulnerable and know that once I'm done talking to you, I can feel um, a relief or I don't have to worry about my information being on social media or whatever because mm-hmm. we so quick to put stuff on social media um 
So knowing who your support system is and then um, having the plan. A lot of us, we don't have a plan in place. And would you suggest that a person should go ahead and get their plan in place? Like even if nothing is going on, like having some type of framework of, okay, if this just so hypothetically happens, I need to A, B, C, and D. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's when we think about having, because it's really what we call the safety plan. Um, when we think about having a safety plan in place, um, it doesn't have to be because I'm going to self-harm yeah. or because I'm going to hurt someone else. But in knowing what is it that I can do when I become stressed that can help mm-hmm. me feel better. Um, because we, and I would suggest having that plan in place already because when we're stressed out, we're not going to think rationally, yeah, right? So true. I'm not thinking when I'm stressed out, I'm just stressed out yeah. and I'm stuck in this stress. But if I have a plan before I become stressed out, mm-hmm. I already know when these discomforting feelings come up, when I become anxious or when I start to feel depressed, I know that I need to take a second, yeah. pull out my journal. And write about it. I need to call that friend mm-hmm. and talk about it. Yeah. Um, and to go back to what you said about that circle, because it's so important that we make a distinction between, you know, sometimes constructive criticism can be good. Yes. So we don't want to go to people that are going to tell us what we want to hear, mm-hmm. but we want to go to somebody that we can be safe with and somebody that is going to tell us what we need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That right there in itself, like, (laughs) it's so important because when you think about it, we always surround ourselves with people that are going to tell us what we want to hear. That's going to pat us on our Mm -hmm. back. Even if we can be in the wrong, Mm -hmm. that person is still going to tell us we right. And we sit up here just lying to ourselves and not being honest, not being truthful. So now we're living this lie. Um, Dr. Chanel Sweet, she brought up the um the phrase, when was the last time you had a courageous conversation with yourself or one of those crucial conversations like when was the last time you told yourself the truth like Mm -hmm. she said it's one thing to lie to other people but when you lie to yourself and now you got other people lying for you you just (laughs) all jacked up right you all jacked up (laughs) and then like we talked about with going to therapy right so it's like i think it takes a very courageous person Mm -hmm. you know we we think that people that get help or that go to therapy are weak but i think it takes a very strong person to be able to look in that mirror and say you know what girl you you messing up out here right you know um that's not their fault that's not because of what they did Mm -hmm. that was on me yeah and i need to get it together yeah and so it takes a lot of strength to first even be able to say to yourself Mm -hmm. that you to admit to yourself that you have this problem yeah and it definitely takes a strong person to step to somebody else and say hey I need help with this Mm -hmm. problem and so it's so important for us to be honest with ourselves because we want people to be honest with us but we go around lying to ourselves Mm -hmm. and so we have to be willing to be able to keep it real with that star player because when you slip in you got to be able to own that and and, in owning that you have resources and opportunities to correct that Mm -hmm. but if you're sitting in that space and talking to Bun Queen Queen who telling you that you right Right. when they know you wrong Mm -hmm. and you 
you know you wrong. Yep. Uh, yep. What you doing? <laughs> Other on. than wasting time. Get it together. <laughs> yeah. Get it together. <laughs> I always like to say, be real. You don't have to be perfect, mm-hmm. but be real. Like that's the best thing you can offer yourself is to be real with yourself and to be real with others. Because at the end of the day. The only thing you got is your truth, and your truth is your truth, and, and your truth is your truth, right? Mm-hmm. So you do not have to broadcast to everybody no. that they were right. Mm-mm. You know when they was telling you X, Y, Z. You don't have to tell everybody that, but you do have to at least be willing to tell yourself. Yeah, and so very, very important. Like you said, all you have is that truth. Mm-hmm. So if you can't own that, but you walking around expecting people to accept it, yeah. There's a there's a disconnect there. Yes. How can you expect somebody to accept something about you that you haven't that you accepted? You won't even accept. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we we fighting a lost cause. Mm-hmm. We yes. already lost that race before we started yes. at that point. And now we're sitting around faking the phone. You think about that hamster in the wheel, mm-hmm. and you just running around, running around, running around in that wheel, and it's like. You got to be able to say, okay, I'm not going anywhere doing this. Right. You know, I'm still in the same place that I've started. So mm-hmm. let me try another route. Yeah. You know, maybe I should, maybe I need to go left. I mean, maybe I need to go right because going left has not gotten mm-hmm. me to where I'm trying mm-hmm. to go. That is so true. And bringing up the hamster in the wheel, I want to turn the conversation to talk about getting rest. Because Mm. getting rest is a part of taking care of your mental health. Now, I know, especially for millennials, um, like the younger millennials, especially, it's always, oh, I got to hustle hard. I don't need to sleep. I'm on my grind. I got to do this. I got to do that. Mm -hmm. But you sit up here tiring yourself out. You can't even focus at work. (laughs) You can't even focus on whatever you got going on because you're not getting the proper amount of rest that you need why is rest so important (laughs) rest is important because it is a essential need for us to exist that is why god set aside time for us to sleep and to rest because we need that in order to function Mm -hmm. and so we're i know we're talking about mental health here in this space but Focusing on your mental health is being aware that there are other components of you, right? So we have mental health, we have spiritual health, we have physical health, Mm -hmm. we have our emotional health. And so it's important to realize that in order for me to operate at my best capacity, I have to take care of my physical health too, right? which falls under the line of that sleep. Mm -hmm. And so, um, like you said, for millennials, it's like, I'm asleep when I die. Uh, I'm young and I'm yep. getting it. Yep. Uh, those kind of mentalities and like you know, I don't know about y'all, but uh, we ain't going nowhere uh-uh. if we're not sleeping and taking care of no. ourselves. That goes with eating healthy. Yes. Um, and so we we have to sleep. We have to. Now let me tell y'all one thing about me. I'm gonna take me a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'm gonna take me a nap at some point in the day. I'm gonna take mm-hmm. me a nap. Like. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see how people just be like, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Uh-uh. I'm about to sit down. <laughs> and, and if you run it on a 15% charge battery, 
then you're not putting out your best work. Uh-uh. So it's almost like if your battery in charge, so looking at our bodies and our vessels as this battery that has to be charged, yeah. if you're not charging that by sleeping and taking care of yourself, then you are not performing at your mm-hmm. best capacity. So even if you grind in 20 hours out of the day, are you really grinding? Uh-uh. <laughs> you just putting on. Because you just, you know, you're going through the motions and yeah. it looks like you're busy to everybody because you're doing this and doing that. But you probably could do half of that mm-hmm. at, on a fully charged battery and have a higher impact than doing 50 million things on a half charged battery. Because right. something is lacking there. That is true. Speaking of going through the motion, a lot of times we become like zombies and are literally going through the motions of everything. Um, even if we are dealing with something, whether it is grief or whether we are dealing with with family issues we get sometimes we get to a space to where we kind of just zone out and like you said go through that motion go through the routine what advice um or what would you say to a person that is probably in that space right now because that's not a good head space to mm-hmm. be in what what advice or what would you suggest for a person that's going through that my advice to anybody that's going through the motions or you know when you ask how are they feeling and they're like I'm numb you yeah. know I don't feel anything I don't know what I feel we're not designed to be robots mm-hmm. that's why we have emotions and we have feelings and so my advice to anybody that's going through the motions is slow it down yeah you know take that minute to check in with yourself that morning that night um midday or whenever it needs to be done but uh, and allowing yourself to feel whatever it is mm-hmm. you're feeling because we avoid our emotions right yeah. we run away from what we don't like we run away from what we don't want to feel and we block that out mentally mm-hmm. and we don't want to be walking around here like we living in the dawn of the day yeah, the because, walking dead. <laughs> because you're not you're you're not really living mm-hmm. and so my advice for that would be just to take that minute to slow down and allow yourself to feel it yeah because if you don't feel it you can't overcome it that's true so um i think about uh, a good analogy for that is when you think about a beach ball right mm-hmm. um and if you push a beach ball down in the water, what happens to that beach ball? Come right back up. It come back up. And so that's what we do when we go through the motions. We're pushing our emotions down. We're avoiding those emotions. But that stuff comes back up. Yeah. And a lot of times it'll come up when we least expect it. Mm-hmm. So we're going through the motions and, you know, the smallest little thing uh, drew, you know, took us over the cliff. Yeah. Because we have been avoiding that and we have been ignoring that. So my advice for going through the motions is slow it down and checking in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Because back to being real, if you're not being real with yourself that, hey, I ha- maybe I am blocking some stuff out. Yeah. Maybe I am ignoring what's really going on with me. Um, people asking me how I'm doing. I'm telling them I'm fine. But on the inside, I feel like my life is crumbling down. Mm-hmm. Slow down and, 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 and get into that and process yeah. that and allow yourself to feel that. Yeah. I think that's really good because we don't allow ourselves the chance to feel and be in those moments. But again, we mask it with just keeping it piling moving. on stuff, keeping it moving. But mm-hmm. like you said, like that beach ball, if we continue to press it down, eventually it'll come up and ain't no telling when it's going to happen. <laughs> it might be the cashier. It might be the teacher. Listen. <laughs> it might be, you know, and, and people be looking at you like, well, yeah. what just happened? Right. What just happened? <laughs> and you don't know. They don't know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it comes back up. Yeah. 
make sure you guys are taking care of yourselves take care of yourselves listen this has been a really great conversation and i appreciate you for stopping by now before we close out this episode is there anything you want to say to our listeners whether it's pertaining to mental health or whatever it may be what would you leave our listeners today um what would i leave the listeners with today um I would just say, uh, making sure that we're taking care of ourselves. And I know that sounds so basic, but honestly, if we're not showing up as our best selves, yeah. we cannot show up for anybody else. That's true. And we spend our time trying to help people and be there for ourselves, be there for other people, but we're neglecting ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so my advice or the takeaway, if you don't take away anything from this message today, Take time to sit with yourself, be real with yourself, feel whatever it is you need to feel and get to it. Get you some coping skills and get Mm -hmm. you some things and keep it going. But we cannot do anything for anybody else if we're not taking care of ourselves. That is so true. Well, you guys heard her. Adrienne has spoken. (laughs) She said what she said and she mean it. You guys, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Be real with yourself and get some rest. I'm adding that on to this. Get some rest because you need it. You need it. You need it. Well, you guys, thank you again for kicking it with your girl Kayla and my co-host Adrian today. Look, you guys be safe. Be blessed. Take care of your mental health. And till next time, we're out.